You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome friends again to this day's broadcast, Taking Territories. And we're going to continue with the Word of God as we started last week talking about faith in God and faith for things. All right? Faith in God and faith for things. Many people confuse uh, having faith in God with uh, having faith for things. They think that because they have faith in God, they have strong faith in God, then things should just fall into place in their lives. And it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So they set themselves up for disappointment. Why? Because uh, faith towards God, as the Bible puts it in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Let me read from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. We start from there, and then we look at what the Spirit of God wants us to, to cover this morning. All right, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Talking about the foundation doctrines there, um, the writer of Hebrews says uh, in verse 1, he says, Therefore, living leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. All right? So um, faith toward God, that is the faith that gets you saved. You cannot be saved without having faith in God. You have to trust Jesus with your soul. You have to trust him with your life in order for you to experience salvation. So faith toward God is vital. It's, it's what God uh, used in your heart to get you saved if you're born again. If you're not born again, you need faith towards God in order to experience salvation. In order for you to experience salvation, you need to have faith towards God, okay? So you need, to, you need to have faith towards God. Other than that, there's no salvation for you. And the mistake many people make is that they think that, um, that if God wants them to be saved, they will get saved. In fact, some people are pushing so, um, so to the extreme the doctrine of predestination. They say, well, there are some people that are destined for salvation, and then there are those who are destined for perdition. So they believe that, you know, there's nothing we can do. Those that will be saved will be saved. So let's not even uh, bother ourselves. Those that will be saved will be saved. And those that will not be saved, uh, there's nothing we can do about it because they are destined for destruction. They are destined for perdition. Now, that is really not accurate because it contradicts it contradicts the rest of Scripture because God gives us the power of choice. We have to choose. Uh, several times in Scripture, you find that God gives people the option to choose. It says, I place before you blessing and curses, life and death. Choose. You choose. Whatever you choose, God will allow you. Okay. So if you choose to believe in God, God that's what God wants. But if you choose not to believe God, then too bad. There's nothing God will do. There's, God will not force you to believe him. God, 
wants you to believe him, to put your faith in him. All right. Some people say, well, I'll believe God if you can prove to me, if you can prove to me that God exists, if you can show me, I just want to see. Once I see, I will believe. Now, um, he that comes to God must believe. He that comes to God must believe. You can't come to God doubting and then you are asking him to prove himself to you when you are doubting him. It doesn't work like that. Let's look at Hebrews chapter, uh, chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. That great passage in uh, verse 6 it says, But without faith it is impossible to please God. All right? For he who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Without faith, you can't please God. So when you come to God and say, God, I just wanted to prove who you are to me, then I will believe you. That is displeasing to God. That's not, you have to believe. You have to have faith in God. All right. So he that comes to God must believe and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So for you to get saved, it required faith. These are the basics. These are the elementary principles of Christ. But we have to keep bringing them back again and again to remind ourselves. Because some of us, we have this notion that, oh, well, you know, I know about this. So I, I don't, you, 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 you don't apply yourself and begin to apply the principles because you feel that you have outgrown them. You cannot outgrow faith towards God. It's not possible. It is a foundational principle, but you cannot outgrow it. Yes, we can move to other things, but you still have to, uh, you still need to have faith towards God. Okay. See, yeah. So, although it's the elementary principles, like let's say the milk, all right, the milk of Christianity. But you remember that, I mean, I don't know, depending if you're not allergic to milk, um, but if you're an adult, although you don't need milk for sustenance, you eat food, solid food, okay? You eat solid food, but then when you drink your cereal, you put milk. And when you drink your tea or your coffee, you put milk. What does that mean? Although you are taking milk, it's, the fact that you are an adult does not mean that you, you now put away milk. All right. So, yes, solid food belongs to those who are matured, but milk is also part of a good diet. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're taught. Okay. So, um, in, the, in the same way, uh, spiritually speaking, the fact that something is milk in the spirit does not mean that you discard it. That's arrogance. That's pride. And we must get rid of any form of pride in our hearts. Receive. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. All right. So many people are missing God because they are missing the basics. They're missing the, the, the ABCs. They're missing the foundational principles. They've not been fully established in them. 
All right. But they want to move to some deep, deep stuff, which is great and have its place. But of what use is it? If you now, you, you wake up one day and you start, you start wondering, does God really exist? Uh, does, is God real? Oh, does God really love me? <laughs> you know, you, you begin to question, you begin to question the, the, the existence of God or the reality of God because of your circumstances. And sometimes we, 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 need, to, we need to be careful that's why we need to come back to the basics again to reinforce our foundations, to reinforce uh, the, 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 the basic principles, the elementary principles. You need to be strong in them. All right. I once read about a coach um, that was doing so well. I mean, he, his team was always, always doing well, winning the championships and so on. And uh, somebody came, I wanted to learn, to study how this coach has been able to achieve what he achieves, uh, why he's doing so well. And you know what? The, he came, sat down, and the coach was with the boys. And uh, the first thing he does is that he takes the ball and he begins to say, this is a football. And he begins to describe the ball. And this guy is so bored, it's like, Come on, everybody here knows this is a ball. Why are you talking about the ball like that? And so every session he will begin by explaining the ball. He will begin by explaining know, basic, very basic things that even the child knows. And he's speaking this to professional uh, footballers, you know. And he's like, how can you be doing this? But you see, that is the secret to succeeding mastering the basics and getting them right. Yeah, so faith towards God. Do you still believe God? How do you see God in your heart? What picture do you have about God? Is it a biblical picture or is it a traditional picture that was painted? All right, some people believe that God is a killjoy who doesn't want them to enjoy life and that's why he gives all these rules don't do this don't do that no that's a wrong picture you have of God so it would affect your faith towards God okay so your faith towards you you, you need to have faith towards God believe when you come to him you believe that he is believe that he is who he claims to be Believe that, all right? Then, also, not just believing that he is, but you need to also believe that he's able to do what he said he will do, and also believe that he is willing to do what he said he will do. All right? So, very important, very simple, but critical in your walk with God, because you don't know when you will need to manifest, to operate your faith for great things. So you need to learn to use it in small areas. Now, people think that because they believe in God and they have faith towards God, then everything they need will just be, um, be made available to them. 
and then be placed on a silver platter before them. I wish it were like that. No, it's not like that. So you believe God to get saved, then you need to now believe God for a miracle. You need to now believe God to come through for you in one area or the other. You need to apply faith for protection. You need to apply faith for health. You need to apply faith, you know, for provision. You need to apply faith for in every area, even in your walk with God. You have to believe God. You have to apply faith in order to grow spiritually. You need faith. Your relationship with God, you need to apply faith. So don't make the mistake of putting your faith, trusting your feelings more than the word of God or trusting what you see more than the word of God. That's a big mistake people make. And I've seen that happen. Oh, wow, I thought God, I thought God loved me. How come I'm going through this? Now, you are putting your faith. When you do that, you are putting your faith on what you see on what you see, on your circumstances. Don't put your faith on your circumstances. Put your faith in God. So faith in God is one thing. But now how do we apply our faith to change our lives? How do we apply? How do we use the principles of faith to shape our future? How do we use the principle of faith to change the outlook of things. Maybe you don't like the way things appear in your life right now, but I want you to know that with God, all things are possible. God wants to turn your life around. He wants to change the story of your life, but he requires your participation. And your participation is through faith. All right, so he wants your faith. Let's look at the scripture in Mark Mark chapter, chapter 11. You know, Mark 11, that popular passage. Mark 11 and verse 22 of Mark chapter 11. Jesus, um, Jesus makes a statement there. That um, in, 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 in verse 22. He says... Have faith in God. He says, he's speaking to his disciples. Remember, the context of this is that they've been, uh, they were, uh, the, the previous day, the previous day, uh, Jesus was hungry. And as they were walking, he saw, he saw the fig tree. It had leaves. And so he went to the tree. He wanted to take some, some fruit to eat, some figs. And when he got there, there were no fruit, only leaves. And Jesus cursed the fig tree. And he says to the fig tree, from today, no one is ever going to eat from you again. All right? And then they, 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 they go. And by the next day, the disciples are shocked. They're surprised to see that this tree has withered and it has dried to the roots. And they, they're saying to Jesus, Master, look at this tree you cursed yesterday. Look at it. It has dried up even to the roots. And Jesus answers and says to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Then he says, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea 
and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Have faith in God. Faith towards God is one thing. But now faith for things is another thing. The faith, the way you use your faith to get saved is different from how you use your faith to move mountains. Okay, have faith in God. But then it says, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. If he does not doubt in his heart, if there's no doubt in his heart, he will have whatever he says. Now remember, we've said before that faith begins where the will of God is known. So faith does not begin with desire. It begins with the will of God. It begins with the will of God. Another reason why many people have the struggle with their faith is that they don't spend time to hear God. They don't look into the word of God to see what God says. They don't base their um, they don't base their convictions on the word of God. They base it on what they desire. And now desire is not strong enough. Desire is not strong enough to move a mountain. Your desire is not strong enough to move a mountain. But if your desire is based on the word of God, if it is based on what God has said, then it's got the power to move a mountain. You see, so if you, want, if you want to apply your faith for things, for things in your life, things, whether they're spiritual, whether they're material, make sure that the foundation, the premise upon which you stand to exercise that faith is the word of God. All right? Is the Rema word of God. Either word that is written and God has spoken to you, highlighted it to you, or the word that God has spoken to you directly, which is not in contradiction to what is written in the word. All right? So other than that, you, you'll find out that there, your desire can lead you astray. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of someone that tried to use his faith. He, he tried to use his faith wrongly without a basis of the scripture or without the basis of the word of God. And who is that? Lucifer himself. <laughs> yeah, Lucifer. You know, remember, if you go read Isaiah chapter 14, and Isaiah 14, where he begins to talk about how he will ascend. Let me see. We can open that quickly. In Isaiah chapter 14, you know, um, when he was still, when he was still in heaven, and he was still the anointed cherub, in heaven. Yes. Look at what it says in Isaiah 14 verse 12. It says, How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. All right. It says in verse 13, For you have said in your heart. Now faith involves speaking. Faith involves speaking according to what we saw in Mark chapter 11 verse 23. It involves speaking. It says, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. 
I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest parts of the pit. Can you see that? He, now, he, he is trying to exercise faith based on his desire rather than based on the word of God. God did not tell him that. Did God give him that as a promise? Why would you want to do what God did not give to you to do? That's where um, arrows in faith come in. And so we see that he did that. And because of that, he was thrown out of heaven. He was expelled. Why? He decided, I am going to be like the Most High. I will exalt myself. I will be above the stars. <laughs> above the stars. Amazing. Now, let me tell you this. God doesn't have any problem with you desiring good things for yourself and all of that. But he wants you to prioritize his kingdom. And he also wants you to desire things within the confines of his word and his will. If it's within his will, that's wonderful. If you don't know the will of God, go find it out. I've said that before. Go find out what his will is. And then you can begin from there to exercise your faith. All right. So you're walking by faith. You need to know it is God's will. Pastor, is it God's will for me to be healed? Why not? It is God's will for you to be healed. He has said it in his word many times. By his stripes, you were healed. Jesus actually was punished. To pay for your healing. So you should be healed. Oh pastor. Does, is, is it God's will for me to be free from depression? Of course it is. He was wounded for your transgressions. The chastisement of your peace. Your peace of mind was upon him. He paid for it. So you can now confidently take that. And apply it. For um, the, your, your mind, you can apply it to your mind. There are things that medication cannot do to your mind, but faith in God will do to your mind. Okay, hallelujah. Amen. So, pastor, okay, what about, uh, can I have my needs met? Of course, you can have your needs met. There is a scriptural premise for that. Philippians 4.19, for my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So you can now exercise faith for needs to be met, for finances. There is place for that. So what am I saying? That you need to find scriptures to base your faith on. Start from where the word of God has covered. All right, start from there and then you can confidently apply your faith and believe God, trust God. I heard somebody some time ago say, well, you know, we shouldn't be using faith for material things. Of faith, you know, we need to use faith to get saved for salvation. 
and all of that. As good as that sounds, it is not biblical what he's saying. Because faith itself. In fact, if you look at Hebrews, let's look at Hebrews 11. Uh, Hebrews 11, chapter 1. You remember that place? In Hebrews 11, one, look at what it says there. It says, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of what? Things hopeful. So faith is about things. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is about things as well. It's not just about salvation, although, yes, it's a, an integral part of us, you know, approaching God. We approach God by faith. We, we need faith to please God, but we also need faith in order to experience the things that God has promised. All right. So somebody says, well, if it is the will of God, it will happen. If it doesn't happen, it's not God's will. Where do you get that from? Where, where, where in the scriptures did you find that philosophy? It doesn't exist in the word of God. No. As a matter of fact, the will of God, the will of God is worth fighting for. Fighting. You need to fight the good fight of faith. You need to fight to see the will of God established in your life. The will of God was for the Israelites to possess the land, the promised land. In fact, God even said it to them. He spoke to Moses. He, he spoke to Moses. In fact, it started from Abraham. God told Abraham, I will give this land to your descendants. And God gave Abraham the boundaries of the land. All right. Then Moses, God calls Moses and tells him, I'm, I want to take I want you to take my people into that land that I promised to your fathers. And then God, after the death of Moses, God appears to Joshua and said, take the people into the land that I have given to them. But guess what? They have to fight to possess the land. I thought if it's God's will, it will just happen. No, if it is God's will, you still need to fight. In fact, once you, once you know it is God's will, it's time for you to get ready for battle. Get ready to fight for what is yours. Get ready to fight for what is yours. Is it a territory God has given to you? Fight for it. it whatever it is God has promised you, you need to be ready to fight for it. That's what faith is about. Faith is not just about saying, God, you know, oh, well, Lord, um, it, your will, it's your will. I, I just want your will. Okay, if it didn't happen, then maybe it's not your will. If it's your, your will, it will happen. No. Very, very, very wrong way to view faith. For example, it's not God's will that any man should perish. In fact, it's not God's will that anyone should go to hell. Why are people in hell today? Because they chose. They chose not to believe in Jesus. There are people today, God can send you to someone, talk to the person, and the, you talk to the person, and the person says, no, I don't want. And guess what? God will not force him. And so you cannot say, well, because this person didn't receive the gospel, that means he's destined for perdition. 
No, you don't say that. It, it's, 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 it's a choice he made, but it's not because it is God that destined him to make that choice. So God's will is for us to experience him, to enjoy him, and to enjoy his provision. And also, you know, to ex expand his kingdom, to step out there and, and do great things for God. Jesus said in John, John 14, 12, he says, He that believes in me, the works that I do shall he do, and greater works than these because I go to the Father. Now, you can't just say, oh, well, if it is God's will, I will do great things. If I don't do great things, it means it's not God's will. You have missed it. So you need to know how to apply your faith for things. Glory to God. Yeah. So it's important. There's faith towards God. And then faith for things. For things. What do you need in your life? All right. You've decided, oh, this is what I need. What does God say about it? Go find out what God says about it. Now, if you've, you've established what God says about it, you have now got the premise upon which to exercise faith. That's how it works. Very simple. Very simple. All right. So, faith in God is great. But faith, the faith that brought salvation... The same spirit of faith is required to be, you know, you, it, it is necessary for you to apply the principles of faith for things to open up in your life, for things to begin to happen in your life, in your family. You need to believe God. Don't leave things to chance, okay? Don't leave things to chance. You need to be a fighter, fighter. Fight the good fight of faith. Why is it called a good fight of faith? Because it's a fixed match. Hallelujah. It's a fixed match. Victory is certain. That's what the Bible says. Hmm? Let me look. Let's, 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 let me read from 1 John. 1 John chapter 5. In 1 John chapter 5, um, verse 4, he says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So your faith has what it takes to overcome whatever, whatever this world, whatever challenge this world has to offer, whatever it is, use your faith, you have already, you have already got what it takes to defeat that situation. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. We have what it takes. My brothers, my sisters, we have what it takes. You don't want to go stand before God and God shows you, look, if you had just exercised faith a little more, this is what would have happened. This is what you would have achieved. This is what you would, this is the kind of exploit you would have been able to, 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 to carry out if you had just stood a little longer in your faith, 
If you are just taking a stand, one thing about faith is that true faith never gives up. Faith does not know how to give up. Faith stands. You fight to the end. You fight to the end. That's how faith works. You know, if you heard of Smith Wigglesworth, go, go, go study his life. He was, he was a great man of faith, an apostle of faith, really. This guy, I mean, he would never take no for an answer. Smith Wigglesworth, I think he raised about, is it 26 or 27 dead people? <laughs> All right. He, he, he just believed the word of God and took it literally. Some people are busy, you know, trying to explain um, away the supernatural. Meanwhile, there are people who believe the word of God, act on it, and then they get results. They get results. So we need to be people that can take God at his word and say, Lord, I'm not going to, I'm not going to negotiate anything. This is what your word says, and that's what I'm going to stand on. That's what I'm going to stand on. I don't care how I feel about it. I just care about what your word says. For instance, here, the Bible says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. I am born of God. All right? I'm born of God because John chapter 1 verse 12 tells us, he says, as many as receive him to them, he gave the right to become sons of God. And because I have received him, I am born of God. I'm born again. All right. John chapter 3 verse 3. Unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. I'm born again. I've received Jesus into my heart. I'm the new creation. 2 Corinthians 5 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. I am born again. So I am born of God. And because I am born of God... This verse 4 of second, uh, 1 John chapter 5 is referring to me. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. So I will stand in faith and I will continue to fight. I don't care how many mountains surround me. I don't care how many, how many demons are released. The hordes of hell have been released against me. This is the victory that overcomes the world. The prince of this world comes, but he cannot overcome, overpower me because the greater one is in me. Hallelujah. So that's faith. Applying your faith for, in battle. Apply your faith for battles. Gain victories by faith. Apply your faith to fight. Fight for the fulfillment of God's promises. If God promised you something, stand in faith and contend for it. It will come to pass. I'll close by reading this scripture in Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2, he says, um, verse 3, he says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Hallelujah. The vision is for an appointed time. What God spoke to you is for an appointed time. What God showed to you is for an appointed time. Hold on to it. Wait for it. Keep standing. Keep speaking. Keep declaring what God said. 
Hallelujah. Yes. Whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things which he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. So what is the, what is the mountain before you speak to that mountain? Command that mountain to be moved and keep speaking, keep insisting. The Bible says you will move. You will not resist. You cannot overpower the word of God. You cannot resist the word of God. Mountain, you've got to move. In the name of Jesus, I speak right now in the name of Jesus. Mountain, you've got to move. And you keep standing. You keep standing. You keep standing. Who is going to surrender? The mountain will surrender. Not you. Not you. That's how you use your faith for things. Instead of saying, oh, well, I believe God. And you don't find. You don't, con you, don't, you don't confront anything. You don't challenge the mountain. You say, I believe God. And you just stand there. God, I know if you want, this mountain will move. If it doesn't move, I know you don't want it to move. No, no. <laughs> That's a religious approach to faith. You'll never find anyone that got healed in the ministry of Jesus just saying, oh, well, you know, uh, maybe, maybe Jesus, if you just, if you, if you really want me to be healed, I'm sure I will be healed. No, no, no. Instead, they say, I want to be healed. If it is your will, is it your will, blind Bartimaeus asked Jesus, that I will receive my sight. If you are willing, I want to receive my sign. And Jesus said, I am willing. Receive your sign. And he gets healed. So if you don't have that kind of confidence when you approach God, if you don't have that boldness to stand on the word of God, and, 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 and it doesn't matter what is at stake, the word of God, should be the foundation, the basis upon which you build your convictions. Don't build your convictions on circumstances. Build it on what God said. If God said something, that's okay for me. That's enough for me. Hallelujah. Years ago, God sent my, my, my wife and I to this nation. You know what? We didn't have any support. We didn't have anything. We only had the word of God go. That's all. And we move with the word. Just on the word. And you know what? The word that we moved on produced the support we needed with time. With time. Faith in God and faith for things. Father, I just thank you for my brother. Thank you for my sister watching this broadcast. You know where each and every one is. You know where they are. I speak, oh Father, strength to their convictions. Where they have discarded what you said, Lord, I speak, oh Father, that they would, they would pick up those treasures. Your word is a treasure to us. And the Lord God, I speak and I strengthen those who are feeble. The knees that are feeble, the hands that have been hanging down, the, 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 the heads that have dropped, oh Lord God, because of the weight 
of the challenges of life. I speak grace upon them. And Lord God, I command the spirit of faith to be awakened in them once again. Let the overcomer in them emerge right now. Thank you, Father. Let mountains bow. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let, let demons bow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. If you're watching and you want to give your life to Jesus, I'm calling you to, call, to pray this prayer with me with all of your heart. And, uh, and then after that, I'll pray for you. Why don't you just say this after me? Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I confess with my mouth, yes, Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a new person. Wash away my sins. Give me a new heart, a heart that would love you. To love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray, I pray for this person. Let's pray this prayer. Let the Spirit, let your Spirit come upon them. Lord God, I declare their sins forgiven. The new creation. Let the reality of the new creation dawn upon them. Let your kingdom come upon them. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for watching and joining us for the service this morning. Please share this with your family and friends. And write us, let us know what God is doing in your life through this broadcast. Okay. God bless you. We're back again next week, same time. Same place. God bless. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.